0: in this episode of man versus marriage expectations you know you guys ought to really be thankful that i'm still giving plenty of material to this podcast it's pretty awesome but that's what i'm here for i'm sure it's never going to end we'll be right back <laughs> digging it dog in, oh, in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Jeannie. What? What up? Can you put that dang phone on do not disturb?
1: It's on sleep.
0: Ain't nobody sleeping, foo. Anyway, let's talk about it today. So today we have for you a story uh, of a recent experience in mine and Jeannie's marriage. We're going to put it out there. And uh, hope that you learn from it, because I am convinced what we go through to a degree you go through, and this will be for your benefit. What are you looking at me like that for?
1: Just thinking about what we're about to talk about.
0: Oh. Why do you have...
1: Because if it's not something they've been through, maybe they'll learn from you and not go through it. We'll see.
0: We've both been guilty of this situation, and we have yet to learn about it. Learn to get through it. I know. Well, we've learned from it, which is cool. So, before we do that, make sure that you utilize the email address, quincy at com. <coughs> you better stop that coughing. Also, please rate the show and review the show. Give it a stellar, gorgeous, wonderful, beautiful, fantastic, rating with your words. Now on to the show. So how do we set the stage for this? I will get that figured out. Um, we Jeannie and I you know we think about we think about things differently from time to time but <laughs> there are some things we think the same about and some things we think differently. And there is a huge pitfall awaiting your marriage if you engage in silent unrealistic or impossible expectations like if you build something up in your mind in order something that you are, you're trying like to anticipate and No, no. No, stop right there. Your microphone is off. You have switched your microphone off. The on button. Go get it.
1: I don't know how that happened.
0: There we go. You've already destroyed a show. You've wrecked my expectations. Show over. Just kidding. What What are you? I step out for an hour. What are you doing with this microphone that you've turned it off?
1: Nothing. I moved it. Anyway,
0: now back to the show. So here's uh, here's the situation. Uh, Jeannie and I are investors in a business, and the 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 people we've invested with, they have been working their guts out, mm-hmm. like doing the on the ground, which it's what they committed to. So they're they are living up to their commitment, and they need some additional support. And, which is understandable, because thank God the business is growing. We're, we've learned a lot. And so, mine and Jeannie's plate is is very full with with what it is that we do. My mindset is, I'm not going to tell you, no, I can't help you. I will hear you out. And then I will struggle to say, I can't help you, or I will overcommit and help you. And then I will get upset, because I have no time to myself, and I am overcommitted.
1: Fair assessment.
0: And, you know, for this year, I've, thanks to a, a, a good friend of mine, a mentor of mine, really, that works within the company uh, where I work, he really simplified things for me. He's like, if things don't line up with these three areas, you really just don't need to bother. It's right here on the wall faith, family, health. That's simplified. So, Jeannie and I have both really strongly committed this year to get more focused on what we want to do and to accomplish these goals because we've had enough excuses on them not getting done and we we are we're going to make a difference and we're going to achieve these things and so we were talking with I was talking with our business partners and um, they were saying we we have this situation um, and we need this kind of help. And we're, you know, we're growing, so there are some challenges, you know, we want to position ourselves financially so that, you know, we're ready for the onslaught of business that's coming and, you know, there's, they have a, they have a child with special needs and there's some things that go on before business hours and it makes it hard to get their child ready for school. And it, it, we know if anybody knows, Jeannie and I know everybody can be on time, and then autism can rear its ugly head, and you can go from 15 minutes ahead of schedule to an hour or more behind schedule. Mm -hmm. And it really doesn't help when you're bringing drinks to the party. I was dumb enough to commit to bringing drinks to the party one time, and I should have taken them the day early. So they were there. There's really a lesson in that, but... (laughs) So with that, it's like what what they are asking for is extremely reasonable. And it's not an unreasonable request. Um, and what I had told them both while we were on the phone, it's like, we certainly want to help you where we can. Here's Jeannie's schedule. And right in the time where they're needing the help, she is on the road. And this is not something... That she can do from the road because she needs, she would need the focus to execute. You know, if something comes in, and you can't do that with Hunter and Kirsten in the back seat. Mm-hmm. I, her and I try to have conversations when I'm on the road with them in the back seat, and and sometimes it's like hang up on me. I can't do it because Kirsten will incessantly, mom, 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 and then Hunter's in the background. Your hair's in your face, Kiki. Your hair's in your face. And it just goes on and on and on.
1: And it gets higher pitched as it goes.
0: <clears throat> yeah. And if you don't give the attention she's looking for, she starts to screech or she'll scream or she will physically attack somebody.
1: Yes, so she literally gets out of her seatbelt and starts wandering in the van. It's interesting.
0: Yeah. I One of my favorite games was smell the seat. But I, I won't explain that to you because it might get me into some trouble. Uh, it was probably not safe but it gave retribution to the screaming, and it made me feel better in the moment. There's a there's part of my character showing. Anyway, with that being said, I, I kind of went into this conversation knowing that Jeannie has commitments. She has things that are mapped out. She also has some variables, which is if Hunter and Kirsten don't sleep, she doesn't sleep, so it makes the rest of her day a challenge. So I went into it knowing that the, the possibility of her being able to help or contribute was a half to zero what I hoped for because I put a lot of pressure on myself because you know we want this business to succeed for more reasons than just pulling the profit off the business there is such a bigger vision for mm-hmm. this and so you know I I there was a lot of pressure mounting on me, which is like they're doing a lot for us. I at least want them to know or to feel as if we are going to try to do everything that we can to help. If we can't, we can't. And I like to communicate that to people. I like to say, look, I'll do everything I can, and I mean it. I'm not not giving you lip service. I mean it. And and I overcommit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I told Jeannie that this is what they were looking for and my hope, my silent expectation. I never voiced this. What I hoped and wanted her to say and all this pressure was building up was that yeah, I'll have a conversation with them and if there's something I can do, I will do it. You know what my you know what my schedule is. We just talked about it, but I'm willing to hear them out. That didn't happen. And so immediately, you know, my my disappointment starts to rise, I get frustrated, I get I get irritated about it, but then I can't really resolve it. And we did this, did we have the conversation the day before or was it right before podcast time?
1: Uh, it was right before, I think.
0: So we were supposed to record, and usually I'll just take these situations and I'll say, okay, well, this is prime for. this is prime for the show, let's do it. I couldn't even bring myself to do that because I was so frustrated. And it was a weird place of frustration. It's not like it's not like I was legitimately just mad at you. I was frustrated because I wanted to hear something, and I was also frustrated that I knew you were right. <laughs> I knew you were you were right where you were. Like I went into it knowing that your time I mean there could be if, if you did this five days a week, there could be four days a week where nothing happens. Yeah. But if it does, you need to be ready for it. But at the same token, I knew what you were saying and what you were doing. I understood it was right. So I couldn't get upset with that. So I got cranky and I kind of shut down a little bit. And I was like, and then I got to the point where we weren't prepared for the podcast. And I don't want to sit here and do a show unless it's something that's unscripted that you know we commit mm-hmm. to just having an open conversation about it that's just me being true to my word saying I'm not just going to do a freaking show to do a show yeah and uh so we decided to prepare I kind of put that aside and then uh later you know I was I'm trying to live in this do it now type mentality and I was tired of looking at the sink with, you know, toothpaste and whatever all over it. And I was like, I'm going to freaking clean this thing up. If I take 10 minutes to do it right now, then I can go do other things. And so I was cleaning it. And she came in. And she she always comes and is like, hey, are you all right? Used to. You asked me if I'm okay. I'm pissed. And you're going to pay the price for asking me. But now it's like, no, actually, I'm really not. And so... I see our growth through this, even though I set myself up for failure. But I see our growth through this because it's, I don't, I don't, I don't have a poker face. Much as I want to have one. If there's a problem going on with me, eight times out of 10. We know. You are just going to freaking know. Because like, it's weird. It's like I, I emanate. Mm-hmm. I affect the atmosphere with my attitude. What, how is that even possible?
1: Because you're usually the happy guy, the one that comes in and plays and jokes and kind of gets everybody engaged in conversation. And when you're pissed, that doesn't happen, and yeah. it is extremely noticeable.
0: Yeah, it is. And i i can feel, I can feel my attitude, like affect the room.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's usually when Hunter starts showing his ass more too.
0: That happens too. And there's yeah, it's so, like he
1: thinks it's funny, so he has to poke at it a little bit.
0: Well, I think I uh, just to, he
1: might be trying to make you feel better by by being playful, but it usually comes out the wrong way.
0: No, this I think I know what it is. We'll take a rabbit trail real quick. I think I think it's an anxiety issue mm-hmm. because when people used to argue in front of me, like I don't get anxious about many things. You you know this about me, but when people argue between each other. I would get very anxious and uncomfortable. And so I might jump into the conversation and try to...
1: Make a joke or lighten it.
0: Yeah, try to do something. Like I would respond in that anxiety because I was taking something on that was not mine. Mm. And I think that's what both Hunter and Kirsten do because it's like they feel the atmosphere a little bit more. It's I think it's an autism thing. I can't really explain it. But if somebody comes in and they are their mood is bad. These kids react Yeah. in public at home everywhere. If somebody's like rude or ugly, that's, and so I think that's, I think that's what it is when there's tension. I think he's very, I think it heightens his anxiety. I think he's kind of built more like you. Um, obviously I had a, I had a tendency to do that and that is his response. That mm-hmm. is what he gives. And you know, otherwise I was just in the room talking to Ashlyn and I heard knock on the door. I open the door and he's standing there with a smile on his face, his glove and the softball, and he's like yeah. and I open the door, he goes, You wanna play catch, Dad? And I'm like, Well, it's raining, we can't we can't play catch right now. But after the rain and is after it's done, yes. Um but he's very pleasant uh until people are cranky around him and then he starts talking about the Grinch or Hannah, Montana.
1: Yeah, he starts
0: being butthole, kind of. He st- he's very driven by that, and I believe it comes from a place of anxiety. I think it's very anxious for him. That's a rabbit trail, but I wanted to just tell you that in a moment. So, But it kind of goes with what we're talking about. So what the heck can we learn from this? Jeannie, tell me, like, get into your side. Don't worry about uh, Kiki kicking on the door unless it's just to, too distracting for you. But tell me, tell, tell this from your side. You know, if you can go back, tell tell it from your side and how it was like presented to you, and then we'll work through what those challenges are. We'll wrap this episode up, but I want to make sure that we go through what have we learned, what went better for us, what we've learned, and how we can get we can kind of help our listeners position themselves in a way where they don't set themselves up for failure. Man versus marriage. It is me, Quincy Moran, your humble servant, and I'm here to talk to you about what's going to go on in 2024. We will be doing marriage panels this year, and if you would like the opportunity to interview for the show, email me, quincy at mvsmpodcast.com, and let's talk about it. We are going to bring you some guests this year, but as a part of that, we want our listeners to be on the show to see how we can help and what we can learn from you. All right, boys and girls, that's all for now. Now back to the podcast.
1: When we first went into this business agreement, I was very forthcoming with everybody and said, I'm going to be a silent partner in this. I'm not going to be able to take anything on because we were moving and I've got, you know, kids still in high school and that's my priority. And then getting Hunter and Kiki situated, that's got to be my priority. And then when we got out here, um, Things for the first year were all over the map. If you've been listening to the, the podcast, it's been an up and down year and a half. Yeah, and so we're finally leveling off. And Quincy and I had just gone out the night before and had our check in. And one of the things that we had discussed was um, me wanting to get up earlier in the morning, take a couple hours to myself before Hunter and Kiki get a, a wake up or anything is you know I'm needed for whatever. And, um, so I had already put out that from this time to this time, I'm going to be doing this for myself. And then from this time to this time is when I drive the kids. And then from here to here is my, if we have childcare, this is what I'm doing. Like we had just gone over my goals and my expectations for myself and we had agreed upon it. You had encouraged me. This is great. You were all for it. Everything was wonderful. And then the next day when you start talking to me, you said, you know, I talked to our partners and this is what's going on and they need some help in this area. And it would be from this time to this time. Um, I know you're busy during that time, but if maybe we could figure something out, um, I was offering it. Maybe you could do something or, you know, maybe one of the kids could help out. But this is what we're looking at. And I I don't think I was snappy about it.
0: Mm-mm. Not at but all. But
1: I would in and normally I would cuz you kept bringing up the glitch conversation. And I was, and, and it <clears> took me a second. I'm like I'm not I'm not even bringing up a glitch. This is not a glitch for me. This is simply <clears throat> we had discussed this. This is what was agreed upon. This is what my schedule looks like. No, I I'm not available. I I'm sorry I can't help, but I am not available. And um from my perspective, all I kept feeling like was because I was putting myself and my own stuff ahead of what you were asking me. It felt like you were getting mad at me for being selfish. And so I was getting kind of pissed off because you wanted me to say, yes, I could do this. And because I wasn't saying, yes, I could do this. I was taking it personal because I, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not trying to not do something to help somebody on purpose. I offered one of our kids to help out. She's got the time frame. She's free during those hours. She's really good at, at answering phones and doing things, so she could do administrative if that's what's needed. She just needs to be trained. But for me, I was getting upset because I, we, I have this set routine that I have just decided this is what we're doing, and you and I had discussed it. We'd agreed upon it, and you were so angry that I wasn't taking this on. And so I started pushing back a little bit because <coughs> your first response was, well, all I'm asking you to do is have a conversation. I never said I wouldn't have the conversation. I never said we wouldn't talk to them. I said, between you and me, this is what it looks like. I'm not able to do this right now. And from the get-go, I stated, for this amount of time, I am not able to help because these are my priorities. So I kind of like felt taken back, like you're not – understanding what my boundary is even though we both agreed upon it and it was presented at the very start I cannot help and at all and I'm not willing to put myself through it to try to help you because if I fall short the business suffers if my life takes a turn and autism goes haywire the business suffers and I'm not going to be that person that can't hold up my end if I make a commitment I want to be able to do it yep And so when we were talking, um, I think the turning point in the conversation was when I told you, I'm not talking to my business partner. I'm talking to you, my husband. This is what we've discussed. This is what we've agreed upon is necessary for me. And you encouraged me to do it and you were on board with it. But because I didn't respond or react the way you anticipated, you're mad at me for this. And I'm not saying I don't want to help. I'm saying I'm not available in a full capacity now uh, going back to previous conversations I have enough and I can't give any more and it's not you know personal to anybody else it's simply I know what my limitations are and I'm not willing to overextend myself in this so for for the things that I think we learned was um, well you noticed it you said it before I did that you had an expectation that you just thought I was going to respond differently.
0: No, I didn't think you were. <clears throat> I had built my hopes upon it. And it wasn't even that that you would do it cuz I came I came to it knowing and I had told our business partners this that that's that's the time, like that's the time frame that she's running, you know, people back and forth to school and work. And they had even said at that time, it's like, oh, that's that probably won't work. And I'm putting myself, I'm putting this pressure on myself because I want to respond in a certain way. I want them to know that it's very important to me and us, but if we can't help, we we can't help. But my, I built my hopes upon hearing a particular phrase from you And obviously that wasn't fair to you. It wasn't fair to me or the situation at all. And so I wasn't angry. I was deeply disappointed. But I set myself up for that disappointment. Mm -hmm. And that I had to come to terms with that myself. That I had built these hopes upon, all I want to hear is, yes, I'll have the conversation. If I can help, I will help. If I can't, I can't. And you
1: know what's funny is I never said we couldn't have the conversation I told you I was willing to talk to them and to let them know you know this is a situation but offer the same as you we have one of our kids who could probably help as a, as a way to as a solution but I think because you you wanted me to respond a different way so badly it just clouded Everything else, even though you you already knew the outcome, you already knew you know i'm I'm offering the same thing you are i'm I'm more than happy to listen I'm more than happy to have a conversation. I never said I wouldn't, but because I didn't say those exact words, I guess it just tweaked you a little bit
0: yeah i that's that's precisely what I'm saying, and I think throughout our past, we used to do this. We used to do this in, like, many areas of our relationship. And we have found ways to navigate through that. And this time, I just, you know, it was just tough because there's nothing really tough about it to tell the truth. Because when we had the conversation with our business partners, you know, they were like, we don't, we don't want you to have any, we don't want any pressure on anybody. We're just... We're putting it out there to see if you can help no pressure, we totally understand, and I was like, "Oh, I felt a lot of pressure, and I took it out on Jeannie. That was my fault, and uh,
1: he laughed at you for that too. <laughs> I heard it <laughs> he did
0: he did laugh at me, and um you know i I think these things in our life happen it was It was interesting that it it, it came the very next day after we agreed to your schedule, and part of what we talked about you know, when I was cleaning the counter in the bathroom um, was the point of, I just had to acknowledge that you were right about your schedule. I already knew that about your schedule. And I set myself up. Unless I heard this phrase, it was like a no win mm-hmm. or it was like playing the lottery. Unless I heard this particular phrase or something extremely intimately close to it, it was a letdown for me. Mm -hmm. And that, that's not right. That's not the proper way to go into a conversation with your spouse outside of your, you know, outside of your business partners. Business is a different thing. If you're looking, if you're looking for a particular commitment, that's a different situation. But I, you know, I, expectations is a big, it's like a really big deal when it comes to your relationship it's it's one of the intricacies if you can learn how to navigate it can improve your relationship because right now it's hindering your relationship you have expectations and when those expectations aren't met whether you voice them or you do not voice them you start to harbor disappointment and resentment against your spouse and i'm glad that we actually addressed it the day yeah because before we would have sat on it for a while or I would have, you know, had my little party to myself and probably taken it out on everybody. But there's something interesting when you realize that you're the problem because I was the pro I was the problem. I could have expressed that in the same, in the same manner. I could have expressed that to you and say, look, I'm feeling a lot of pressure about this situation and all I need, all I am asking for is for you to have this conversation with them. And if you think you can help, you can help. If you can't, you can't. But that, this is all. This is all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a lot of pressure over this situation. I could have actually just came to it with that. And maybe it would have been that simple and we have the conversation. Or you say, okay, I'm willing to do that. But remember our commitment from yesterday.
1: Well, and that's what I was going to tell you. I don't think it was just... Y- us being tested because we had just made this commitment the night before, but it's also me being tested because in the last few months, one of the things that we've been working on specifically for me is when I set a boundary for myself and someone says, Oh, Hey mom, Mm -hmm. can you, it's like an automatic, yeah, I'll just, I'll just add an extra trip into my car and I'll go take this or, or, you know, someone will change their work schedule and it's expected that I'm going to take them or, you know, that now that she's driving, the youngest will drive them. And it's like, no, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. These are not the rules. This is not how we plan this. And it's taken me the last probably month. I've been more solid in, no, I'm not doing this. I've already made my commitment to XYZ. i Z. I'm not doing this. And that, that one came up and it was like, I started, I was like, well, maybe if, I could, and I was like, no, no, I, there's no way to do this with Hunter and Kiki.
0: You could have, you could have, in the moment, said you're the one coaching me through this,
1: well, dummy. <laughs> well, and then um, it <laughs> Just happened. About it. it happened again during the week because one of the girls' the schedule changed, and um, I was getting ready to take another one. Is now doing PT early in the morning, so my schedule had to change. But she took what I told her to heart, and I said, okay, put it in this time frame before school. Yes, it takes away from my sleep, but it keeps my drive time down, and it keeps Hunter and Kiki on their routine. So I was adjusting to that, and one of the girls came in, and, well, since you're going to be driving, you could take me to work. It's like, mm, no, no, I can't, because I have to get this one here, drop her off, get this one here, drop her off, go back, pick this one up, and bring her back in time to get her on time for school. I can't guarantee you'd get there on time. Mm-hmm. And it was this roundabout conversation and she got a little butthurt with me. She got a little mad because she asked Uber. It's like, look, if you are within my circle in my time frame, and I can guarantee I can get you there on time, I will take you. I have no qualms about that. But if I can't guarantee you're going to be on time and it's going to be my fault, I'm not going to cost you your job or get you written up for something that I did. Mm-hmm. When you can very easily call and get a ride... And be there on time. So it's it's one of those things, as, as simple and small as it seems. Um, one of the other girls called me in the middle of the week. I was home. I had Hunter and Kiki, and they're like, hey, we didn't bring our lunch. I'm supposed to do a blood draw today. Could you bring me some food? And I was like, mm, no. I can't leave them in the car by themselves to go into the office. And I'm not going to try and put myself through stress to try and figure out how to get this fixed for you. Mm-hmm. Your responsibility, you blew it. Whereas a month ago I would have been like, yeah, let me figure out how I can, you know, can you meet me out front? I would have racked my brain trying to make it work. Yeah. And so when we've been having our check-ins lately, that's one of the things that we've been constantly hitting on with me is where am I in my schedule? Where am I in my routine? How am I doing with my commitments to myself? And the only thing that fell short this week was the fact that autism hasn't slept for three days. So I didn't sleep much for three days which kind of took out some of my time. But those are things, variables that I cannot control. Mm-hmm. Whereas these others, I'm finally gaining control. So when you came at me and, and, not came at me, but when you brought it to me and were like, you know, I was just kind of hoping you'd at least consider, I'm in my head I'm going, why would I consider this? We just talked about this. So I was getting fired up because mm-hmm. it, to me, and, and I told you this, it's like you're not even hearing me because... We just discussed this and you know that this is what I'm doing. You encouraged me to do it. You're Mm -hmm. helping me do it. But because I'm not caving to this, it's like you're getting mad at me. And really what you were mad at was the disappointment that I just didn't give you the response you were looking for. Yeah. Even though you already knew. So it's all that to say we're both being tested in things because we've said this is what I'm doing. And I think for you, it's you want to help As much as you can. And this is where enough comes into play. We're at enough right now. And if we add any more. We're going to overextend. And then we're going to end up. Messing up some other things. That we are currently committed to. And I think for you and I. It's like okay. Are we really going to put our, our money where our mouth is. And stick to the commitments that we made. And do the things that we can. Or are we going to continue. To try and overextend ourselves. And put extra burden not only on our house, but on us as a marriage, because anything that we add right now takes away time. Mm -hmm. And we've just now come to a place I would say, in the last three months, where our check-ins are—it's an absolute must. And both of us are like, okay, this is non-negotiable. What day are we meeting? What what are we doing? What what you know, like we're putting ourselves on purpose in in front of everything as a priority. And then we're we're checking in with each other. Where are you with, you know, this course that you're taking and and how are you with that and what does it feel like and what can I do? We're we're trying to balance. And we're finally I think kind of leveling off a little bit. And now other things are coming at us. And it's like, "Hold on, wait a minute, time out." I mean, I just my own side of things, helping someone is a big deal to me Mm -hmm. and it was something where I I can do this once or twice a month and it doesn't take from anything else but when it looks like it's going to start taking from other things then I very graciously say I'm really sorry but we either have to postpone it or I'm just not going to be part of it right now because I have these things going on and so far everybody's been really cool about it but it's me taking that pressure off myself of I have to go do this to help this person because I really want to help this person. I, I need to back away from that. I, I, I'm i starting to realize I can help where I can, not where I think I have to. <laughs> and I think that's kind of where you're at too. It's like you you really want to help and I commend you for it. It's just not, that type of help is not something that we can give right now. There are other things that we can do in other areas that we can help in. Yeah, But that particular one I think was just kind of a, maybe it was one of those moments for you and me to figure out where we're at. Are we really doing what we said we're going to do? And are we really sticking to the commitments that we're making with each other? And are we real, are we able to recognize like you did, wait a minute, this is not on you. This was, this was my own expectation that you knew nothing about. Yeah. And, um, being able to reconcile that before it became a rub you know, we, we got a little pissed off at each other, but it didn't become a snowball effect where in the past, something like this would have been like a three-day argument.
0: It could be. It, it,
1: it could have been one of those things where we were just like, I, you know what? Because typically what happens with Quincy is if he gets mad and he realizes that, that it's a him problem and not a me problem, he'll sit on it for two or three days because he wants to beat himself up over why am I feeling like this? Why am I responding this way? And he wants to kind of dissect it for himself so that he can correct it for himself and then come back and talk to me about it. We didn't do that this time. It was a, it was a lot faster response Mm -hmm. and a quicker resolve than it normally would be.
0: Well, I've been doing that more often. The, the quicker, the quicker resolution Mm -hmm. because I tend to beat myself up in -hmm. the past. I tended to beat myself up about about a whole lot of stuff that was just unnecessary because I can learn lessons a lot quicker now. Uh, I've got, I have experience in doing that, you know, not just with marriage, but life in general. It, It happens, I guess, the older you get, the more experience you have, the better you get at things. But yeah, I, and I, I hear you saying, I don't think it was life testing us or just the testing idea itself. You may be asking yourself, like, how could life test you? Or why would life test you? What does that even mean? And What I want to tell you, I'm telling Jeannie and myself this at the same time, but your lifestyle, your habits, and your routine has built momentum in a particular direction. And when you change something, when the momentum comes around and you're going opposite of the momentum, that is how life changes you because you're doing something. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. You're doing something Contrary to what your old routine is or what your old habits are, what your old mindsets are, what your old diet is, etc. And so you've spent X amount of time building momentum in a direction. And now the test comes when that momentum you've built comes back around. Are you going to step back into that direction or are you going to counter that? and continue to press against it to build momentum in another direction. To change the habit. Uh Yeah. And that's how life, I mean, to me, that's... That's,
1: That's what this was, I think.
0: Yeah, it's the most simplistic way that I can articulate to you how life will test you. Because you, as a human being, we tend to not want to be uncomfortable. At least that's what I hear experts say. And then I look at my own life and, you know, I every shower I take now, it starts cold. And it's like, I, sometimes I'll stand there just looking at, at the shower head before I turn it on. And I'm like, what am I waiting on?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what if I don't want to be uncomfortable? It's good to be uncomfortable. It's good. That's where the change happens. That's where the growth happens. So know that. That when you, the next time you go to start, you get back on track with eating healthy and you start to get an urge or a crave or it feels difficult, that's momentum for your other direction. And now that you know that, like that is exposed, embrace that momentum, but continue in your new way. It takes some time to build momentum. It doesn't just happen quickly. Mm-hmm. So know that. And, and Jeannie and I, we have experienced that in this situation and there's plenty that we learn from it and it's one of the things that's important to me is just to tell you we I promised I would share our journey with you even when it's ugly and (laughs) I'm not proud of this
1: (laughs) no but I I, at the same time I kind of am because we we're resolving things faster Mm -hmm. we're finally at a place where you know we're tired of just holding on to stuff and letting it fester it's like no okay you know what this is what's happening this is what I'm feeling I don't know what's Causing this, but we got to figure this out because this is not an okay place for me. You know, it's like I I appreciate that we do that now because I hate going to bed mm-hmm. and trying to sleep knowing that there's a wedge somewhere between us. It, it drives me crazy and my head will spin for days on it if I don't stop it from doing that. So I, I appreciate as much as I don't like going through ugly moments, I appreciate them once they're done because we are proving to ourselves that we are doing this and we're doing exactly what we said we committed to do. We are getting better. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're striving for excellence and we're headed that direction. We're not letting old things pull us back. So it's, it's not something I think we should beat ourselves up over. I think it's simply, it was an ugly moment. We cleaned it up and now we're fine. You know, we're good and we're able to, I, for me, it was better because I felt like I could communicate better with you without actually arguing and yelling at you and just being able to say no wait a minute these this is what we said these are the commitments that we made these are the things that we're doing and, and being able to separate um you know talking to my business partner versus talking to my husband I'm talking to you mm-hmm. because this is you and me this is home team we're first everything else is an add-on you know I wasn't arguing with the business partners I wasn't fighting a case I was just talking to my husband and yeah. I think that being able to do that now and bring things into that perspective for both of us has really helped a lot.
0: Yeah, I agree. And and I appreciate the lesson. I'm I'm thankful that, that there was a lesson to be had. And, and now everybody else gets to learn it. Everybody else <laughs> gets to learn it. I just look at myself and go, there's just times you take a step back and you go, you know better.
1: Mm-hmm. Harold.
0: I let the pressure, <laughs> just let the pressure, you know, get to me. And it's like, you know better. Mm-hmm. You don't let your circumstances dictate your attitude. Well, yeah, you did that time. Uh, But otherwise, you know, grow through it, grow through what, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's what we did. So I'm glad to bring it and share that with you. And I would love to hear your thoughts. Maybe you are still in that moment where you have those unrealistic or those silent expectations and you're not sure what to do about it. You can reach out to us and we can help you. We'll, we'll certainly help you. And if you want to send over and tell your story, no matter what it is you're going through, um, we can offer you the perspective of standing outside of the frame where we will read your story, keep you anonymous, let you hear it detached from the emotion so that you can better build um, a plan to resolve those issues. And I'm telling you, we've done it for many people, and it has dramatically, in some of these cases, it's dramatically changed their relationship so take advantage of that where you can send it in Quincy Q-U-I-N-C-Y at M-V-S-M the M-V-S-M is man versus marriage just in case you didn't know that uh, or I'm not articulating it I'm I'm not using my natural tongue southern accent so that you can better understand it okay that is all any final words
1: nope we're good
0: We are good. All right. She is Jeannie Moran. I'm Quincy Moran, and this is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast.